Many of you have asked me, what is a REIT, an R-E-I-T, or, or commonly referred to as a real estate investment trust? And how can I invest in them and do they produce good returns? What are the benefits and disadvantages of investing in a REIT? And how do I know if it's right for me? You know, how do you check one out? And, and lastly, is it better to do my own investing and not invest in a REIT? Hello everyone, this is Peter Harris with Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and author of my new best-selling book, Commercial Real Estate for Beginners. I'm also a coach and mentor to commercial real estate investors all across America. Let's get started with Real Estate Investment Trust for Dummies. The first question I'm going to answer here is, what is a REIT? A real estate investment trust is a company that owns and in most cases operates income-producing real estate. REITs own many types of commercial real estate ranging from office and apartment buildings to warehouses, hospitals, shopping centers, hospitals, hotels, sub-storage facilities, even data centers. Okay, so just pretty much all the asset types. Now, basically, REITs are dividend-paying stocks that focus on real estate and they allow the average individual to invest in large-scale income-producing real estate. So why would you consider investing in a REIT? Well, REITs provide a way for individual investors to earn a share of the income produced through commercial real estate ownership without actually having to go out and buy the commercial real estate. Great idea, right? I kind of say that investing in REITs is like investing in commercial real estate from the sidelines. So there are basically two types of REITs. One is called an equity REIT. They actually own the property, the physical property. And the second one is called a mortgage REIT, and they invest in mortgages. Now, here's a, th a little known third way of investing in a REIT. Uh, another great way is through uh, REIT exchange traded funds, or we call them ETFs. So REIT ETFs are basically stocks that invest in other REIT stocks and they kind of pull them together. So it offers a diversified basket of REIT holdings and they also trade on the stock exchanges as well. Okay, so that's the basics of what a REIT is. Let's go into the qualification rules of, of REITs. Now, back in 1960, Congress created the REIT and they designed the REIT to be like a mutual fund that is actually overseen by the IRS. Now, to qualify for REIT, the REIT must have a long-term outlook or a long-term investment horizon, okay? Not one year, not two year, must be way further out. A REIT must also invest at least 75% of its total assets in real estate. Next, a REIT must derive at least 75% of its gross income from rents from the, the property, or the interest on the mortgage, or from a sale of real estate, okay? 75%. Now, here's the key thing, qualification. REITs must pay at least 90%, that's a lot, 90% of its taxable income in the form of shareholder dividends each year. It cannot hold on to its earnings, okay? It's one of the key things there. Now, a REIT must also be an entity that is taxable as a corporation, uh, per the IRS. It must also be managed by a board of directors or some type of trustees. 
It must also have a minimum of 100 shareholders and have no more than 50% of its shares held by five or fewer individuals. Okay, so that's a that's a mouthful. That's a lot for a REIT. To qualify for REIT, it's a whole lot of stuff there. Okay, all right. Now, let me move on to the most common REITs. I'm going to share with you the top five. Okay, the top five are the retail REITs, residential REITs, office REITs, mortgage REITs, and healthcare REITs. Okay, so let's start off with the retail REIT. Now, retail REITs account for 24% of all REIT investments made in the U.S. These REITs make money from rents from their tenants. So it is important that the retailers are doing well in their business, right? So they are able to pay the rent and provide regular cash flow for the company. So just remember that retail REITs invest in shopping centers and, and malls. And as we know, malls have struggled over the last few years leaving us uncertain about retail REITs, all right? So do your research there. Next is the residential REIT. Residential REITs focus on large and beautiful Class A apartment buildings and manufactured housing. So me as a, an investor in this sector, what I pay attention to is the demographics, the movement of people, and the, the job creation. So in this sector, if there are no jobs, there's no tenants, you're going to suffer, Okay. Next is the office REIT. They invest in office buildings and earn income from the tenant's rent. Most tenants in office REITs have long-term leases, right? And investors considering this type of office REIT should consider such things as the local unemployment rate, the local economy, and vacancy rate, okay? So that's office REITs. Next is the healthcare REIT. It's a pretty sizable share of the market. The healthcare REIT is very popular. They own real estate properties such as hospitals, medical centers, nursing facilities, and retirement homes. These REITs depend on factors such as occupancy fees, Medicare, Medicaid reimbursements, and, uh, and private pay in order for those to be successful. And the fifth and last most popular REIT is a mortgage REIT, and they basically produce income from the interest it generates from uh, lending lending money, okay? So uh, it invests in mortgages. All right, so those are the uh, five most common REITs you're gonna have out there. Now, next question is, how can I invest in REITs? Do they produce good returns? Is it liquid? Well, let's talk about that for a second. REITs can be purchased through any major broker, just like a stock, right? So to get a full list of REITs to invest in, you can go on to REIT.com, Dividend.com, MarketRealList.com. And on those websites, you can see how well they perform in terms of uh, investor returns and dividends paid out. So check it out for yourself. Now, let's talk about the keys to checking out or assessing any REIT. Right. So number one, uh, you have to understand that REITs are what I what we call total return investments. They provide high dividend yields along with um, capital appreciation. So, well, so when you when you're assessing or looking at a REIT, look for companies that do a good job historically on producing yields and producing long-term capital appreciation growth. Okay, look for those things. The second thing I would uh, look at is. Uh, many REITs are traded on the stock exchanges. So you get to diversify yourselves, you know, and not be locked in long term. 
you know, liquidity matters. So, um, so that's key to assessing any REIT. Uh, number three, strong management, right? Makes a big difference. This is from, um, from, from the mouth of Warren Buffett. So look for companies that have been around for a while or at least possess a management team with boatloads of experience. That's really important. All right, number four, quality counts. So only invest in REITs with great properties, with great real estate and great tenants, okay? Makes sense, right? Again, this comes from the mouth of Warren Buffett. Uh, number five, consider buying, you know, maybe a, a mutual fund or an ETF that invests in REITs and leave the research and buying to the pros, okay? So consider that as well. Next, let's let's move on to what are the benefits and advantages of investing in a REIT. The first um, benefit that I can think of is, you know, since REITs have are required to pay out at least 90% of the income as a dividend to its shareholders, that's one of the primary reasons investors buy REITs is because the higher dividend could equal something better than what you can do on the stock market by yourself, okay? Um, the second benefit would be the income is secured by long leases. So REITs own physical assets and often have long-term lease contracts with their tenants. And this leads to a secure and stable income stream over a long period, okay, potentially. All right, number three, a benefit would be REITs are liquid, right? There's a liquidity factor there. Since they're traded on major stock exchanges, uh, this makes buying and selling rather easy. If you don't like what's happening, you can sell it and get your money out. The next benefit is REITs are professionally managed, okay? They're managed by highly skilled and experienced real estate professional managers. Uh, you, as an average investor, may not have the skill to manage these large properties. You would leave that to the REIT. So that's one of the advantages there. The next advantage would be transparency. The SEC, or the U.S. Security Exchange Commission, registered REITs are required to make regular disc disclosures okay, to the government. And this makes REIT operations more transparent to investors like yourselves. Okay? So you can actually see what's going on through those disclosures that are made public via the SEC. All right, so those are the five advantages. Let me go over a few disadvantages of investing in a REIT. So one big problem with the REIT investing is the lack of di diversification. If you only buy one or two REITs, that could be a problem because most REITs specialize in a single property type and weakness in that particular sector or segment of real estate, it could ruin your portfolio. It could, it could, it could wreak havoc on your portfolio. So one disadvantage is a lack of diversification. Um, the second disadvantage could be REITs grow at a slower pace. Remember, REITs pay out 90% of their income, but that means they can only reinvest a maximum of 10% of their annual profits back into the core business each year. So this may cause some REITs to grow at a slower pace than a normal company would on Wall Street. Okay, understand? Next, the, the next two are, are rather large for me and maybe for you too. The next disadvantage would be the tax treatment. So REITs are required to pay at least 90% of their disposable income to the shareholders. And because of that, they don't have to pay taxes on profits. However, investors, that's you, shareholders, will have to pay income tax 
on the annual dividend as though it's personal income, not a capital gains, okay? Not a capital gain uh, once it's distributed, but you have to pay tax, income tax, as if it's personal income. So investors in a higher tax bracket may be at a disadvantage because they have to pay higher taxes, okay? And the other disadvantage, the fourth one, uh, the biggest one for me is although ordinary and capital gains pass to you know REIT investors, uh, losses, okay? The losses, on the other hand, get trapped in the LLC. Losses are huge for us. All the write-offs we get from a commercial real estate, you do not get those in a REIT. It's trapped in a REIT. So uh, physically owning a commercial piece of commercial real estate is advantageous compared to a REIT in this circumstance because of this, okay? So the REIT may be able to use to use the losses to retain cash in the REIT, but unlike a partnership, uh, investors in the REIT will not be able to use the losses on their own tax returns to offset income, okay? To me, that's a huge disadvantage. All right, let me end it with this conversation. Uh, is it better to do my own investing and not invest in a REIT? Okay, that's a great question, right? Well, with a REIT, you have no landlord responsibilities, right? The REIT does everything for you. They buy the property, they manage it, they do all the accounting, everything's done for you. So there's no no responsibility if you were to invest in a REIT. Secondly, as I mentioned before, a REIT is liquid. If you don't like what the management is doing, you can sell it and, and get out. And number three, the, the cash flow or the dividend is paid out without you having to do any work, okay? That's huge. Now, let's turn it to the other side. Uh, if you do your own vesting, guess what? If you buy your own commercial real estate, you have control. You can buy whatever you want. You can buy whenever and whatever and wherever you want, right? You can uh, refinance it. You can improve the cash flow by increasing the income, when you want, you can reduce the expenses. You can put different mortgages on. You have complete control to uh, control your your returns, right? You can even sell the property. It also, if you do your own investing, I believe there's greater cash flow and there's greater returns, but also you get all of the tax benefits. You get depreciation. When you invest in a REIT, and it's a huge property with huge depreciation, uh, as a shareholder, you do not get to experience that benefit. But if you were to buy your own property, you get full benefit of depreciation, okay? Um, the other thing, if you were to invest yourself, is leverage, okay? Leverage is huge if you were to do the investing by yourself. Because in this case, it is better to do your investing when you think about leveraging. If you have $100,000 and you can buy $100,000 worth of shares in a REIT, or you can leverage it by using your $100,000 as a down payment and getting a mortgage for $400,000 and buying a $500,000 property. So you can leverage it there greatly. And um, I guess the, the last reason why you may want to do it yourself is you can actually create your personal REIT, right? You can go out and then you can get people to invest with you and you can buy large pieces of commercial real estate just like a Reedwood. This is called syndication. I have another podcast. It's actually the, the one right before this. It's called The Basics of Real Estate Syndication. Listen to that. It teaches you how to gather people, right, and to go out and buy a larger property that you couldn't buy yourself because you don't have enough money. 
So in this case, you're going to pull everybody's money together and buy large pieces of cash flowing prop commercial properties. All right. So hopefully that helped you determine, is it better to do your own investing and then not invest in your REIT? So there's benefits and disadvantages to both sides. Hope you enjoyed this. All right. So hope you enjoyed uh, these last few minutes where I got to share on the on real estate investment trusts. And uh, thank you so much for listening to Real Estate Investment Trust for Dummies. I will see you at the next podcast. Take care, everyone.